getting a whole bunch of automated LinkedIn messages trying to sell me crap. Hallelujah. And then, and then I actually respond and I get an automated response. Like that is not social. That's just annoying. It's anti-social. And it's rude. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Hey, welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, tell me, who's joining us today? So I'm so excited because this amazing woman that's joining us today is my actual friend too, like in real life, like beyond social, beyond digital. We even hung out at the the country's largest mall together last time we were together. Beyond like, I love her. She is brilliant at sales strategy. Now we've got lots of marketing and sales experts that come to join us, but the strategy piece is always what you know, our viewers, our listeners, they're really trying to get, and we always end up with big picture. And so I am so excited to get a little tactical today with my very good friend, Liz Hyman. Hi, Liz. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. That's very exciting. So Liz, tell us a little bit about your you and what you do. So Liz Hyman, and my company is called Regarding Sales. And what I do is first and foremost is take the mystery out of sales. So sales should not be a black box for company owners. It should be something manageable and repeatable and understandable and predictable. And so what I do is I help companies put systems and strategies and processes in place that make that possible. That's great. As a result, hopefully increase sales. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. So in that, because that's what we're here for. Right. Predictably, too. Predictably, reliably, predictably. Those are critical words. Fantastic. Well, we always like to find out from everyone, Liz, what does making sales social mean to you? Well, can I tell you what it doesn't mean to me? What it doesn't mean is getting a whole bunch of automated LinkedIn messages trying to sell me crap. Hallelujah. And then and then I actually respond and I get an automated response. Like that is not social. That's just annoying. It's anti-social. And it's rude. Oh my gosh, it's rude. So don't do that. That is not social. Don't do that. That's not. You know, I think that it happens on a whole bunch of levels. One of the things is that we have this incredible social media that we can use to get to know each other and to understand each other and to, to find out about each other and to learn what's important to each other. And I think that is super powerful. But I also think that when we are... Um, selling, whether we're doing it like this or we're face-to-face, we're on the phone. The idea that the person that we're talking to is a human being, they are not just a buyer. They're not just a pocketbook, right? And they're not just a decision maker. They're a human being. And when we remember that, we're able to engage with them in a way that's really human, that's social, that's kind and caring and understanding. 
And I think that until we get there, until we really understand that, we can't be effective salespeople. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all about the human to human, right? You know, we, we want to say, are you B to B, are you B to C? No, we're all H to H. We're all we're all human to human. So that that really resonates with us and and what we're about. So tell me, when you're training your clients and and working with your clients, um, what in the in the sales realm, like in the physical world. What are you teaching them that they can do that can help them at the very top of their funnel, the very top of their pipeline? At the very top of their pipeline, there's a couple of things that are really critical. And the first and most important is leverage the relationships you already have. Talk about being social, right? Build those relationships because, you know, and, and you guys have probably all heard this a million times, but we know that the easiest, least expensive, you know, longest term money, you know, revenue we'll ever get is from customers that we have. Sell somebody who loves us something more. Provide an additional service, an additional product, something that helps them to be more successful. The second is to sell to people who um, are in, we're introduced to by somebody who loves us, right? So when somebody who loves us says, oh my gosh, I know who can help you. And then you get on the phone with them, they already trust you. And, you, and again, second easiest, highest revenue, all those good things. So we always want to leverage relationships that we have that that's, that's the first thing. And, and I think the second thing, and, and, and of course that puts stuff in the top of our funnel, right? That's always exciting to put stuff in the top of our funnel. But I think the other thing is to be really systematic, right? And so um, it's really important to make sure you make time for prospecting. Right. So it's really easy to get caught up in follow up with people we know. It's it's fun. Those are relationships we have. They're people they know. We know they call us back. Those are really great and fun. But if we don't schedule time for the prospecting part of our funnel, we're going to have a dried up funnel. So that's, I think, the key thing that that I work with people on is schedule it in, make time for it, figure out where it's going to come from and, and systematically take care of that. So I love this. I just want to follow up on this. How do you prioritize? Let's say we have an hour and a half a day. That's pure prospecting. How do you prioritize the activity that they should be doing? This is really important because priorities are critical, right? So if you do a whole bunch of activity that's not going to get any result, you are super productive, but you won't produce anything, mm. right? So the very first thing is to make sure that we're using the time that we have as, as efficiently and effectively as possible. And, and that starts by prioritizing our ideal customer, right? So whatever activity I'm going to do, I want to start by saying, who are the people that are the best fit, that are most likely to buy, are going to have the shortest sales cycle, are going to buy the most, are going to be the happiest, are going to be most profitable, all of those things. Magically, our ideal customer fits all of those criteria. So if I'm doing work in the top of my funnel and I'm prospecting, take the time to really think about who is your ideal customer. And they're the ones that should get your most focus and attention. I think the second thing, if we're, if we're in a business to business sale, is thinking about communicating with multiple people at one company. So mm -hmm. shotgunning is inefficient, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But this whole idea of, of what they now call account-based marketing or account-based sales, uh, which we used to call, you know, just a complex sale. Um, the idea is to be engaged with as many people in a complex sale as possible. So by focusing your effort on your ideal customer and multiple people, multiple buyers, mm -hmm. 
it, that's a much more efficient use of your time and effective. I love that. We call that in, in, on the social side, socially surrounding an organization, right? right? Yeah. How are you engaging as many people as possible inside? Yeah, and, and it's so important, especially today when people are, are so transient in, in, in the workforce. And what I tell people all the time is, is the one person you always want to make sure you're connected to in an organization is someone that's high up in the human resources department because they know where everyone's going. So, so that's so good. You mentioned a couple of things that really ring true for me. First of all, is being connected to your clients, you know, having connections with them. That's so very important. And then understanding who your, who your ideal client is so many salespeople that we're training, we're talking to, and we ask them, all right, so, so who's your target audience? And it's crickets. Like you hear nothing. Or everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. Everybody. Or, or That's my everybody. Answer. Everybody, yeah. everybody. And I was using the example. Here's my favorite example, right? I sell motorcycles. Great. Who do you sell them to? Everybody. Okay. So let me put up a picture of a, of like a Honda, you know, super fast. And then a Harley, somebody who would typically buy a Harley is, is he really going to buy this bike? And the answer is not in a million years. No way. I'm not buying a motorcycle. Right. So well, is my husband. Right. Right. And I'm never going to buy a Coca-Cola. Right. So, so everybody is never our customer, but, but when we can narrow that down and we can say, it, you know, here's who's going to buy, but it's not just that demographic stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing we get really focused on the demographics. Oh, people in this industry, in this area, with this many employees, those are all great. And there's your beginning. But now go research these companies and figure out what matters to them, figure out what their initiatives are, figure out what their goals are, figure out what's going on in these companies before you pick up the phone. And you'll be able to see, hey, this is a company that's really struggling with this. This is a company that really believes in this. We share the same values. This is going to be more likely to be a good fit. So, so I think that you know, part of social, part of this world that we live in now is that we actually can do things we could never do before, which is to find out who it is we're calling and what matters to them, both as individuals and as companies. I love that. And you know, it's something that we haven't heard anyone really talk about, nor do we, although we do talk about aligning with our clients, the idea of researching their mission, their vision, their purpose, as part of your prospecting, I think is a game changer. Because not only are you aligning with what's seemingly you know, kind of surface, but you're really aligning at the core, you're going to connect with them far beyond, you know, what your services are. And I think that's powerful. There's a, in the movie, The Patriot with Mel Gibson, revolutionary war movie, he's talking to his kids about, about shooting. And, and he says, remember, and the kid says, yes, aim small, miss small. So when you have a small spot that you're aiming for, if you miss and you're just in that area, you're still in the same area. And the same goes with what we're talking about. If you know your ideal client and you do the research and find out exactly where you need to come at them at, if you miss, you're just off by just a little bit. And, and I think what we see today, and, and Liz, you brought it up in the beginning about this spray and pitch method that's happening on LinkedIn, is that people don't know what their ideal client is. So they're going after the everybody's and the anybody's. And there's so much noise out there today in the, in the sales world. I'm curious, what sales strategy 
um, are you recommending to your clients to help them stand out from the competition? Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to take in a different direction than you would expect, probably, but I think it's all about value proposition, right? So if I truly understand who my ideal customer is, then I can think about rather than thinking about my product and creating a place where it belongs, I can look at my customer and say, what customer, what problem does my customer have, my ideal prospect have? How do they talk about it? Not how do I talk about it, how my company talks about it, how do they talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can think about how do I solve that problem and why am I the best solution for my ideal customer? Now, if I have that information, my messaging is relevant. Mm -hmm. And then I can personalize it even more if I do some research. But if I'm just, again, spraying and praying and throwing out some generic messaging, then it isn't helpful. I need to know this buyer in this kind of organization describes their problem this way. That somebody who works in a factory versus somebody who works in a hospital uses completely different language about the same problems, mm -hmm. right? So I need to understand how do my customers talk about, think about, worry about their um, their problems? Take us through, take our listeners through how, just a few tactics about how you'd go about doing that research to, to find that out. Well, some of it you already know. You just haven't taken the time to break it all up. So the, the way I start is I say, and I literally have a format for doing this with my customers, right? So you start, and I call this a... Um, a sales um, communication framework. There's actually a name for this. So, uh, what what are my different problem? What are my different uh, products? What are my different customers? So, I might sell three different kinds of technology, and I might sell them into six different industries. Okay, so in industry one, product one, who are the buyers involved in this process? Uh, does the CEO ever get involved? Could the CEO ever get involved? If the CEO were involved, how would they define? their problem, what would be a trigger for them to purchase? You know, what language specifically are they using and what language do I need to use to get their attention? And I need to do that all the way down the line to the lowest level users, right? Because I never know who's gonna be the one to engage with me. So then I do that for each product, I do that for each industry. And I come up with a communication framework that enables me to say, okay, if I'm on LinkedIn, here's the guy I'm talking to, guy, gal, person, human being that I'm talking to, this is the messaging that is most likely to resonate with them. I might miss, as you said, might not be right, might not resonate, but I have a lot better chance of having messaging that resonates if I really think about who's that person, what's their job, what are they measured against, what do they worry about, than if I just have some generic messaging that I throw out to everybody. Hmm. That That's so good. And, and it, it goes, you know, Bryn, one of the things we say, and I'm not going to get this right, you, so you're going to help me out. But when we talk about using LinkedIn, using social and, and the, the effort that it takes, right? So the outreach may be longer, but the outcome is shorter. It gets shorter to outcome. I didn't say it right either. So, the, but the time to outreach is longer when you do all that work, but the time to outcome is shorter. That's right. it. And it's also gonna be higher, right? right? So mm -hmm. if I send out messaging that doesn't resonate, the, the result is zero. Mm -hmm. If I send out messaging that resonates, at least I have a chance that that yeah. person will respond to me. What are you seeing people are responding to? Is it thought leadership? Is it like what, what's getting 
people to say, hey, yeah, it's worth having a conversation? I, you know, I think it's all across the board. I don't, I don't think there's a simple answer. I mean, I do think some of this um, LinkedIn selling um, is working or people wouldn't be spending the money on it. Is it efficient? It's probably about as efficient and effective as cold calling. So what do you get? One in a thousand? I don't know what the numbers are. So that, and the, the less focused your effort, the lower your um, return. Return and the less focused your messaging, the lower your returns. So, um, but and I think, but I think thought leadership is also powerful. But it's with you know different people respond to different things. So some people read everything, some people watch everything, you know, some people Google everything. So you kind of have you know this is and bring you. I've heard you say this too. You got to be where your customer is. So if the customer that I'm looking for in my world as CEOs of either startups or companies that are changing the way they do things, then I need to be where they are. And where they are is reading thought leadership mm -hmm. and they're Googling to solve problems, right? But they're mostly reading thought leadership because they don't wanna be, when I'm Googling for a problem I already have, I'm behind the eight ball, right? I wanna be ahead of the game and seeing what's coming down the pike. So for me, I want to be writing stuff that is thought provoking and out in the world of thought leadership in hopes of getting those people to go, hey, I haven't thought about the world quite this way. So I, I want to share, I took a marketing class years ago um, with uh, David Newman, which is Do It Marketing. I don't know if you know who he is, but some really great stuff that came out of it. And um, one of the aha moments I had from there was about identifying what are they Googling before, the stage before they're Googling you. And you need to write content or produce content that is at the stage before they need you so that you're not too late. And I always thought that that was really cool. And, and really hard. <laughs> Let's be clear. That is where we need to be. And it's really hard to be there. But, but it you what you want to be is already in the conversation when they have their aha moment that they have a problem mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so and this is why i want to be looking at my potential customers and saying what initiatives is the company putting in place what goals do they have because then i can see if they're here in their goals and initiatives it's going to be a while before they get here i need to start my conversation so i'm with them and ready when they hit that point I love that. Yeah, so good, so good. So as we're we're beginning to wrap up here, when you're when you're talking to your clients, what's one sales activity that you tell them to do that if they do on a consistent basis is is going to really create opportunities for them? That's going to create opportunities. Well, again, we talked about prospecting, but I think that one of the most important things I'm going to move away from what you, what you're probably looking at, but I think the most important thing that salespeople can do is to actually say, this is customer one. What is my next action that's going to move this sale forward? Mm -hmm. So while it may not help me find the new business, it will help me make sure that I'm engaging in the right conversation at the right time to keep moving the sale further. So whether I'm in prospecting or whether I'm qualifying or whether I'm in the process of pursuing that business or closing that business, if I am intentional about what I'm communicating with them about, then I have the ability to, to help 
move the sail the direction if it needs to go. If I'm just following up, um, so what? So what? You're just following up. Thank you very much. Thanks. Have a great day. I'm just following up. But if I'm really intentional, hey, last time we talked, you were worried about such and such. I'm wondering if we can have a conversation or if you can introduce me to Joe so I can help figure out how we can solve that problem. Now I'm very intentional about it. And, and I say, you don't do that as you're sitting down and thinking about what's next. You do that when you get off the phone with them or you get out of the meeting with them and you already decide what's my next action to move this sale forward. So that's what I think is one of the most important activities a salesperson can be doing is, is, is being intentional and thinking ahead. That's so I so absolutely love that. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, I know I interrupt, but I, I just to kind of close all of that out, you know, we talk about you know, social selling as bringing value, being a resource and building relationships. The sales will come when the time is right. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about, right? Like that, that brings that full circle into, are, are you being valuable to this person based on what they need, not what you need. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, and that builds that relationship. So when the time is right, you're at least a vendor in consideration, if not the only one they talk to. When you send those just following up emails, I can tell you that the, on the other side of the email, there's an eye roll, at least for me, there's an eye roll and a thought of if I was ready, I would have contacted you already. You know, it, it does nothing. It does nothing to help. Nothing but if they brought you, a, if they brought you value and resource, then it'd be a totally different, right? Because it's not like, so um, we had had a conversation on an earlier episode with someone that said, restrain from asking for the call. Just like, just keep, just bring the value. The call will come when the time is right. Right. Mm -hmm. So bring that value. And I think that's what you're, you're talking about, Bill, when you talk, to the, the point of, you know, if, if you're asking for the call too soon, I delete. But if you bring me enough value, when the time is right, you're the one I call. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things about having great content, right? So if I have content that matches the problems that we were talking about earlier in the value proposition, now I can say, this is the person that would appreciate this. Uh, Perfect. Cool. Bring it all into social stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And whether you're closing out a Zoom meeting or, or it's, you know, later on in 2021 after everyone's vaccinated and we can have meetings again and you're walking out of a meeting, you're already thinking, all right, I know what my next two steps are. So and Liz, I love that. So you're ahead of the game. And and I think a well-prepared salesperson is a resource salesperson and that's a successful salesperson. And, and it all works together. This has been so, so good. Mm -hmm. um, so th thank you. So tell everyone how they can get a hold of you, how you can help them further if they're if they're in need of your help. Well, um, really easy way to find me is on LinkedIn. It's Liz Hyman, H-E-I-M-A-N. And I'm the only one, so it shouldn't be hard to find me. Uh, you can also go to my website, which is www.regardingsales.com. And if you go to the website, you can actually schedule a 30 minute meeting with me. That's completely free, no obligation. And I will help you get started on whichever project you're trying to get started on. Well, thanks so much, Liz. And hey, everyone, thanks for joining us once again on Making Sales Social.
Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.